Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome back to, I guess we'll call this an immediate reaction or a knee-jerk reaction podcast here. The BTSE Roundtable, whatever you want to call it. We're here to talk about the 2021 NFL Draft. The round two pick is in. It is at pick number 55, tight end from Penn State, Pat Fryermuth. Or as I'm going to call him, Frothy Muth. I don't know why, it just, it rings. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good name. Anyways, we, as a collective, on our Slack channel... We're all in on Creed Humphrey. He was there, Oklahoma Center. I had everything filled out in the article, and then they go with tight end, frothy muth. So I want to get your knee-jerk reaction first before we talk about who is still available and all of that stuff. We'll start with you, Brian. Anthony Davis, welcome to the show. Why don't you give us his knee-jerk reactions? So my wife had to call three neighbors and say everything was okay here because <laughs> there were five long nose and the F word in front of my 13-year-old son. So I had, I had to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> they were sustained nose. Dogs were running and hiding. Everything was and my my wife just sat there and laughed at me. And and then she quietly says, So you didn't want him? Because all I was talking about creed, creed, creed. Now look, I do like Pat Fryermuth. I really do. I just didn't want him here because I had my heart set on Creed. But what do I know? I hated the Ryan Shazier pick. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, Dave Schofield, another co-editor. What's up, Dave? And what's your knee-jerk reaction? Knee-jerk reaction isn't about the pick itself. It's about who they didn't take, which was kind of like last night as well, right off the bat. I'm like, well, but they had this person or this person they could have done. And honestly, it wasn't anyone else. It was Creed Humphrey. That was who both you and I thought if the draft didn't go the way the Steelers wanted it to, that might be their best option even in round one. And he was still there in round two, and he still wasn't their best option. Um but it doesn't mean that they didn't like him. It just means they like somebody else better. That's yeah. what I'm going to continue to believe. And you cannot say the tight end was not a very big need by this team. But like I said on the Breaking News podcast, which is already out there on our audio platforms, that a lot of Steeler fans thought they were going to be getting a different Penn State tight end because they thought it was going to be the return of one Jesse James following the draft who is a street free agent, so they didn't have to wait till after the draft, but that that was how the Steelers were going to try to fix that issue. But they didn't. They went younger. They went probably better. I mean, not established, but a higher pedigree. So, I mean, maybe, maybe they're just – you know how I am with position rankings and how I think that's the biggest load of whatever you want to do. That's not how teams draft. But they did get – the best running back and the second best tight end. So that's what they've done with their two rounds. I want to get to these super chats before I bring Michael Beck, our deputy editor on, because I know Michael Beck is going to want to pump this thing up. He's going to want to give us a positive spin. And so we have some negative comments. Let's get that out in the open. Now um, our buddy, Isaac, who's been a longtime viewer of the pro programs, gives us five bucks. Thank you, Isaac. He says, so we're just going to use Ebron for passing plays and Pat for run plays. Steelers going to be continue to be predictable. Okay. Kyle Smith gives us $5. Remember yesterday when all the fans were saying there would be plenty of top tackles left at 55? I sure remember that. Those were the days, wasn't it, Kyle, <laughs> when all the top tackles would be available? Uh, boy, would the, boy, was there a run on tackles. There were players that were predicted to go round three, some even maybe round four that went in round two. Uh, Dave Shipley gives us $5. Great pick. Ebron Free, uh, Juju 
play Claypool DJ. Well, he's just naming the pass catchers. Harris in the house. He's excited. Dave likes it. And so does Michael Beck. Michael, welcome to the show. What's your knee jerk reaction? I really do like this pick. Like Brian and Dave were saying, yeah, it sucks not to get Creed right away, but we also got to keep in mind Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin both agreed at their press conference. This is a deep center class. They thought a lot of guys could come in and start right away. Only Lander Dick Dickerson at this point has been drafted. So I think there's a really good opportunity. They still get a center. This pick specifically, one of the arguments people were saying when it came to drafting or running back in the first round is the top completely falls off after the first three picks. When it comes to tight end, you got Kyle Pitts, who's more of like a really big receiver than Pat Fryermuth. And to me, that's about it. The Steelers got two of the best at positions where there just weren't a lot of guys that could step in and play right away. Right now, I still feel like they're they're projecting to have like three or four guys being starters right away. And that's unheard of for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to rookies, especially if a center is the pick at 87. We shall see. Sean Manning gives us $2 and says, as long as we fix the offensive line in the later rounds, you, like Dave said yesterday, you can't always bank on a fourth rounder like Kevin Dotson being able to come in and be an impact player right away. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but it's just not likely. Um, Matt gives us $2, says Muth, uh, or Moot. I guess it's Muth. It, there's probably going to be a lot of those chants. He's a low, yeah, there you go. He's... I got to be honest. My, my knee jerk reaction was first. I can't believe they didn't take Humphrey because I had the entire article filled out <laughs> and I was really ready. What just are they to doing? Just, making your job. More I was, difficult. yeah, come, come on, on, man. I mean, seriously, I was ready to just take the tweet, put it in there, hit publish and bang. We'd be the first one out there. And then no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. You all can try to put lipstick on a pig. I just don't like this pick. I, I don't, I don't think that he is baby Gronk that people say that he is. Um, I honestly don't even see the tight end position being a huge need for the Steelers with Eric Ebron still on staff on the team. I just don't think it's a second round pick. It, I could be wrong. I, I did a breakdown of this guy and I left the breakdown after I published it. I was like, I don't think he really fits. I don't see this being an, a need. I don't know. I hate the tight end class. I've said that openly on multiple podcasts. I thought this tight end class outside of Pitts was just trash. I'm sticking by my guns. Um, I'm, I'm not happy with the pick, but at the same time, I also trust the Steelers. So there you have it. Um, all right. So Brian Anthony Davis, let's throw it back to you. When they take frothy Muth with the second round pick, what does this tell you about the Steelers offense in 2021? Or does it tell you anything at all? Because so far they have running back tight end. And then we have to see what happens for the rest of day two and day three. But right now, what does this tell you about the Steelers offense this year? it tells me that they think they know something that we don't know. And they do know that we don't know because they know because they're them. And that's the bottom line to it. Now, I just confused Michael Beck. Yeah. Jeff understands me because Jeff knows me. Dave does too. So what I'm saying has two losses. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so really what I'm trying to say here is they are more content with their offensive line at this juncture, they are looking down the line. Uh, you know, I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to go one in the third round. So now my next favorite player is from the Ohio State University. It's Josh Myers. Then after that, after they pass on him, I'm in love with Trey Hill again from Georgia. So, you know, you have those guys out there. I'm discounting the whole Quinn Miners thing just because I'm, I'm starting to think maybe he really is a guard and not a center. 
and you should get somebody established if you want to bring them in and not a project. So I think they know something. I think they're comfortable. They're definitely comfortable with Chooks at left tackle right now and at right tackle Zach Banner. But they said this the other day, and it was Mike Tomlin at the press conference said, right now, our left tackle is Chooks for That can change. That can change right now. But if you're saying right now on this day, he's our left tackle. They have plans. They're not going to ignore that position. They they have all these scouting reports that we don't have. They know exactly where they're going. They've got a roadmap. They have that top 24. So I'm going to accept this pick. But you notice I'm hoarse from screaming. And I just, uh, I think this guy's talented. It's just not what I wanted. It's like, it's kind of like this. You wanted an Xbox? For Christmas, and you get a pair of socks. That's it. Oh man, that's bad. Nah, he's not a pair of socks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not a like, pair of socks. Okay, you get the paddle with the ball on it. No, he's no, he's the old school electronic football game that you have to. You know what I'm saying? Even that's really bad. Even yeah. that's really bad. You could have said like bad, a, you said a Super Nintendo, which was okay. There you cool go. Back in the day, that's probably better. All right, be Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah. Mike, we might as well be speaking Chinese to Mike. Um, hey, Josh Myers just went system. off the board. Who? Oh. Josh Myers just went off the board to Green Bay at 62. I got to wow. tell you, I didn't like Josh Myers. I was never in love with this guy at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Steelers... Steelers got to trade. I still think that they, they need to trade. They, they hey. got to get... A, if they want that guy, they got to get mm-hmm. that guy. Creed Humphrey is left-handed. I like I said this months ago. I wonder if that's a thing because there's no. I don't remember a left-handed center ever. I feel like that might be a thing, honestly. That got him to a pretty legit program. But I mean, NFL is a different animal, though. It is. It is. You're right. Maybe, maybe kind of like they say, you don't take a running back in the first round. Maybe you don't take a left-handed center in the second round. Maybe that's the thing. All um, right, let's let's get to a couple super chats here. Uh, Andrew Palladino gives us ten bucks. He says, "JH, my Wheeling friend, that's my hometown, Wheeling, West Virginia." He said, "This is your Motown." He's talking about Morgantown, West Virginia, neighbor. Mm-hmm. Andy, love that you guys are back at the helm. Great first couple picks, but holy cow, let's start ramping up the O line. I think that's kind of the general consensus yes. of the fan base. It's like, okay, this is great, but when are we going to start actually getting, you know? Some actual lineman. Uh, Sean Manning gives us two bucks. Is any chance Dotson can switch to center? My question is, do you want him to switch to center? I, I heard he was practicing don't. snapping. Oh, gosh. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> I don't know. I think it might have just been. You're making it worse, guys. You're making this it worse. It's, crazy, it's gone from bad to worse. Can we keep Dotson as a dominant guard there, please? Jeff Lauderdale <laughs> gives us $5. Thank you, Jeff. Great name, by the way. He's a great pick. O-line wasn't only issue with run game last year. Uh, Ebron was primary blocker too many times last year on short yard plays. Here's okay. Let, let's talk this out a sec. If this guy, Frothy Muth, if he is a, is he a pride predominantly run blocking or blocker? Is that his ML? I call him no. all around. No, yeah. no. more receiving. The, the, the draft breakdown a, I just read on the breaking news podcast said that's what he needs to improve on is blocking. Because if, if they if they got like a Matt Spath type in the second round of the draft, I'm going to go berserk. No, no. Like it, it can't be that. It cannot no, be that. That's not him. Okay, but let's go to uh, Dave. I want to ask you the same question I asked Brian. Hopefully you're paying attention. And that is where are the Steelers going as an offense now with Najee Harris, now with Pratt Fryer Muth? Uh, where are they headed? What do you think this is starting to, you know, the ball's rolling, but where is it headed? 
I it's funny because we kept saying that it was going to depend. We'll get more of an idea of the Matt Canada offense based on um, what okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm watching. Roger Goodell read this. Creed Humphrey, Humphrey just Humphrey went to Kansas to the Chiefs. City. Um, Pearl. So they must not care about a left-handed center. Anyway, this let's go back. Reader. What was uh, Seattle has two? What, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, let's talk about this. The Steelers are running out of options. They took a tight yeah. end in round two. This is what's. This is why I, I don't have nothing against Friermuth. It's the fact that I don't feel like it's that important. That's my thing. Like that's my issue with this pick. It has nothing to do with the player. I'm not going to criticize him as a player. Like I said on my Let's Ride podcast today. Friday, that is, if you're going to criticize Najee Harris, don't criticize the player, criticize the pick, criticize the decision to take him when they did with the players that were available. That's where I'm being critical of the Steelers right now. You had a center. Now, unless they're saying you could have had a number of centers. Who's the the guy from uh, that you fell in love with, Brian? What's his name? Ohio State? Josh Myers. Yeah. So maybe it was Josh Myers and not Creed Humphrey. I don't know. I don't care, but they went with a tight end. I. They must like BJ Finney a heck of a lot more than we do, or JC Hassenauer, in which case I don't, I'm not. And Reginald Mike, says to trust the Roonies. I understand, trust the Roonies. I get it. But right now I have questions. That's all. Dave, um, go ahead. You Mike Tomlin loves him some BJ Finney. I know Ramon Foster, when he retired, he, he said, can't believe they ever let him get away. Mike Tomlin loves that guy. But he played on two teams last year that had major issues at the center position and didn't play a single offensive snap. Couldn't get on the field in, C- in Seattle. Couldn't get on the field in in Cincinnati. The I mean, the Bengals, who pick up Fred Johnson two years ago from the Steelers on the waiver wire, who were trying to get him on the practice squad. They're picking up our practice squad guys, and we're going to take the cast off from the Bengals, who they 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 didn't even want in that trade with Seattle. That's who they had to take in order to move Dunlap, and they took him, didn't play him, let him go, and that's going to be our guy. Yeah, Michael, what were we you talking get... about before Green Humphrey went away? I'm, I'm just really ticked <laughs> off, Michael. You're the positive one right now. I normally am the positive one. You got to try try to talk me off the ledge here because I'm about to go find a bridge and just say this is. I'm going to throw my. <laughs> I'm going to throw my computer off and I'm not jumping off it. I'm just going to throw my, come on guys. what do you think? Okay. It's not that important. So Michael, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, trying to find the positive spin on the center side of things is a little more difficult. I suppose Quinn Miners is still there with the, with Myers gone. And now uh, Humphrey gone. I I would hope the Steelers would be invested in trading up Uh, outside of that. Those Steelers are kind of going off the board really fast. I guess our, our good buddy, Jerry Dulac, who Jeff and I uh, bantered about a little bit today, uh, Drew Dahlman, <laughs> the center out of Stanford, apparently the Steelers are really high on. So that's another name potentially for the third round. I, I think that's where he's been graded. So there are guys still there, but it feels like BJ Finney might be your week one starter, which sucks well, so let, bad. Let me ask you this because you know more about this prospect than I do. So the kid from Stanford, whatever his name is that you just said. Drew Dahlman. Is he a guy that can start right away, or is he a project? I, I think he's a little bit more of a project because he's, he's a touch undersized. The, the thing with him that w- when you kind of look into his reports, he's just really smart. Stanford kid, really smart center, cerebral, but the physicality isn't quite there. Which, if you're trying to run the ball, I I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like that'd be more of a project to me, but. Because I want guys that can play now. Like that's what this. I mean, and I will say this: Hey, tight end, he will play now. 
Fryermuth will play now. They want guys that are going to contribute, and he will. And if he contributes in a big way, well, I'll be the first one to say, I was wrong. Great pick. Love baby Gronk. I would love nothing more than to eat crow. I'm not one of those guys that's going to stick to my guns, even when I'm – it's clearly I'm wrong. But you know what? I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're going to have another show in round three, and we're going to wrap up the day. I want to talk more about Fryermuth himself. What does he bring to this team? That's what I want to know. Uh, Michael, I'll go ahead and start with you here. Where, what does this guy bring to the team that's going to be an asset in 2021? He has an ability to get open, and especially on this team, when you look at all the receivers, receiving talent, and now offensive talent in general with Najee Harris in the backfield, he is going to be a mismatch nightmare. you got to keep it in mind the size of some of these receivers the Steelers have. Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool, Fryermuth is 6'5". There are some legitimate size and mismatch type guys on this team. So in that sense, it's really exciting. Big Ben must be jumping for joy right now. He He's going to have a an amazing season if his elbow can uh, hold up because he's got some outstanding weapons around him. They can If they can protect him, look out. I, I really like the weapons of this team. Dave, what are your thoughts? You just read the breakdown on your breaking news podcast. When you he- hear Fryermuth, his traits, his weaknesses and strengths, what are some of the things that Steeler fans should look for? Um that he's not just a guy that's here to block. That's he's, he's more. And he's also not that tight end. That's just, that's become the norm. Now that's basically a huge wide receiver. You know, that's not who he is. He's more, he's more of the old school tight end, but not only in that manner. That's the best way I can describe him. Um, based on the breakdowns that I read. Um, if you uh, look at the – I just saw an old article that was up from – actually, it wasn't that old. It was from two days ago. They were doing draft profiles at, uh, at the SB Nation site, um, Cincy Jungle, and their comparison was for Ruth to Tyler Eifert. If he's more durable, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Who, who um, had just is coming back from sh- shoulder surgery, if you all didn't know yes. that. So, yeah. yeah. So, Brian Anthony Davis, they do call, or some people, I'm not going to say they, as in a great f- fraction of the Penn State Nittany Lion fan club. Some people call him Baby Gronk. Is that justifiable? Rob Gronkowski was a different beast in his prime. I'm not saying he's still not good, but he was just a monster. Truth. Or a fact or fiction there, Brian, what do you think? My buddy Doug, who has uh, season tickets to both the Steelers and Penn State, loves this guy. He texted me right, a- right away and said, you guys, we just got a winner. Now, I'm looking at his stats, uh, 69 uh, receptions between 2018 and 2019. Of course, less games in 2020, so I'm not even talking about his 23. But he had eight touchdowns in 18, seven touchdowns in 19. That's Gronk-like type numbers. I don't know what Gronk's numbers were at when he was in Arizona. But, you know, this is a guy that could make a difference as a receiver. You know, they didn't bring this guy in to block as much. That's something that he needs to work on. Something funny that a lot of people don't remember, back in 2015, when the Steelers selected Jesse James, the big knock on him was that he caught better than his blocking. And as he went went on with the Steelers in his career, he became a better blocker. Now, this guy, Pat Fryermuth, is so much more of a receiver than Jesse James was. So I'm excited about that. If you want offensive firepower, you've got it. It just goes back to the 
the disappointment of not getting the pick that we thought you were going to get, but that's over. We got to think about, you've got a dynamic tight end right now. You've got a two-headed monster at tight end. This is a lot better than Ebron and Vance McDonald. So is he baby grunk? I don't know, but he's going to get a lot of touchdowns with his size. He's going to be alone in the end zone. I think it's going to be very positive. If he is a blocker, even just a little bit, if he's you know better than Vance McDonald, then the Steelers could be running two tight end sets a lot in 2021. Um, it could be a really good – I'm trying to warm up to the pick. We'll put it that way. Uh, Alex uh, gives us $5, says, are the Steelers this confident in the new O-line coach, or does this make it worse? Um, I did winners and losers after round one, and I had – Clem is a winner and a loser. Um, as a winner because he gets a, a flashy – Running back. I mean, that's going to help your offensive line with yards per carry and overall ground game. But then I gave him a loser because they didn't get a Tevin Jenkins who could really boost the running game. Guys, what are your thoughts on Clem? Does this help or hurt? Hold on. Jeff, you you know your guy's gone now. I put it in the private chat. I guess you guys didn't see it. Nope. Yeah. The Bucks took Kyle Trask. I'm I'm sorry. Kyle Kyle Trash. Um, Trask. I'm sorry. I get those. Trash. (laughs) Hey, that's one thing to say about the fire music. He wasn't what? Kyle Trask. He wasn't Kyle Trask. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Trask. All right, we're all on board. Best pick of the draft. <laughs> yeah, best pick of the draft. There we go. All right, there so let's talk go. about Adrian Clem. Yes. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, you confident in his ability? I mean, he hasn't shown really much of anything. We don't have anything, you know, no, to I mean, base it off of. And, and and that's the thing. Maybe apparent everything that you hear about Clem was that he was the one working with Kevin Dotson. Mm-hmm. as the assistant line coach, like you had said. So that's that's really about all we have. Do you really – if you know you have a huge problem with the offensive line, and maybe it's not a huge problem. Maybe they are madly in love with Zach Banner and Chuksokor for – I love the Steelers' guards. I'm hoping – you know, I'm, I'm going basically off of – between the two of them, I'm going – Dotson's 2020 is what I want to see, and DeCastro's not 2020 is what I want to see. And the really the, the biggest concern right now to me is center. I'm okay if that's the only thing they address um, that, that they really need. But if you aren't investing high draft capital, is that really what you want to put your first year, first time offensive line coach, not assistant offensive line coach. That's what you want to ask him to do in year one. That's my biggest question. Yeah. All right. Let's get to, uh, I want to ask that this is a super chat that I want to get uh, Michael's take on. And that is uh, Garrett gives us $5 is even as a project talking about a potential center uh, in the future, it can't be worse than BJ Finney or JC Hassenauer, right? LOL. It, that's my question. It, let's say that they do end up getting a project. Are is anyone comfortable with BJ Finney or JC Hassenauer? Good lord, I can't yeah. believe I well, said that. Being the starting center in week one, what do you think, Michael? <sighs> BJ Finney was supposed to be the starting center of the Seattle Seahawks last year, and he got beat by like a third string guard. I'm pretty sure we talked about that yesterday. Could an undrafted free agent supplant them? Like, seriously, if it's those two guys on the roster, I could see them being beat out by someone completely random. It's like, oh, wow, turns out DeCastro can snap the ball. Okay, Dave, you're going to be the center. I could see something like that happening if they do not add someone else to that position. Dave, you were kind of fired up when I asked the question. What are your thoughts? Yeah. um, I still say that even when BJ Finney was with the Steelers, he was a much better guard than he was center. 
I still am not going to forget when week 16 of 2019, <laughs> when he has to come in off the bench for an injured Marquise Pouncey, and the very first play, he steps on Mason Rudolph's foot and gets his collarbone broken because he gets jumped on from getting knocked onto the ground. That's the kind of thing. I thought I, I I loved Finney when he was filling in for DeCastro. I felt there wasn't that much of a drop off there. But when he had to fill in for Pouncey, I felt that they had to work around him because he could work well next to Pouncey, but not in place of him. So I think Steeler fans are really going to see how much Marquise Pouncey meant to this offensive line. I really think they are because even an aging Marquise Pouncey, yes. even an aging Marquise Pouncey. Because even like Jeffrey Benedict said, it wasn't just Kevin Dotson. It was Kevin Dotson working with Marquise Pouncey. That was just fantastic last year. Is Kevin Dotson going to be able to do the same thing without a Marquise Pouncey next to him? You know, I hope so. That's my, yeah. that's my hopes, but I, that's, it is yeah, to me, it was the Steelers biggest need before this draft and we we broke down our needs and we crossed them off. And I threw the challenge flag when when I went because I had center as number one and running back as number two. And I was okay if they were switched, but not I mean that's just the biggest thing. I we need to get back to Fremuth. For Fremuth, for Fremuth. Frothy, Froth, fr- frothy muth. Frothy okay. muth. Because, well, but just say I because yeah. I don't want to be so negative about what they yeah, haven't no, done because they haven't done it yet. Right. Austin Roger gives us five Canuck bucks. Says, uh, first, I'd like to say I love you guys. Second, all these Najee lovers are going to face a hard reality when they see BJ Finney trying to block for him. So let's go to Brian. Brian Anthony Davis, if week one or even all season, BJ Finney is the guy. Up oh, and there's a good question by Tyler. $5 bad. You got any spare BJ Finney pants? <laughs> I don't know if he has spares. I mean, I don't know if you do you fit into the ones that you have. That's the question. Do you still have them? You didn't sell them at a yard sale, did you? No, come on. No, I don't give away. I, I still have a Richard Huntley jersey for crying out loud. So I, I have a Jarvis Jones in my closet. Now, look, here's the thing with BJ Finney. Those pants, I can't even look at them anymore. I'm so upset because you guys have denigrated a great man and a possible great center. Look, I believe in Adrian Clem. I don't think this draft is over. I'm telling you. I know as the – I. I no, Dave had the show about third round picks only playing 25% of the time and starting. I, I know I get that, but you know, I kind of believe that they know what they're doing. I know Finney is not your ideal guy. He's got those velociraptor arms. He's got those short arms where he just goes like this. And so I don't think he's protecting much, but they know something once again, that we don't know. They've got a plan. I like to think that think they did so that's why i'm gonna jump on back onto the fryermuth conversation like dave said and say you know finney if he goes 16 if he has to go it's better than justin hartwick that's all i'm gonna say he's no fernando velasco either so i'll take it. i like velasco i thought he was pretty good actually, he, was, he was pretty good <laughs> i actually was okay with they kept him uh so there's a lot of people saying that we're complaining right now we're not this is how we hash things out we're fans just like you are Okay, and so right now, in case you just stumbled upon this video or this podcast, and you're like, man, they're not even talking about Friar Muth that much. It's because right now it's fresh. The Band-Aid just got ripped off, okay? And we're dealing with everything. We're dealing with the third round starting. We're dealing with Kansas City taking a center um, late in the in the second round, a couple centers going in, at the end of the second round, and we're trying to figure things out. Why? 
We're talking about the Steelers, okay? And so I, I think that Fryermuth is going to be a great player. I hope that he turns out to be baby Gronk. But right now, there's a lot of questions that Steelers fans have, and we're trying to answer them. So I'll tell you what, we don't want to go too long because we are going to be back after the third round, and the round the third round is underway right now in Cleveland, Ohio, the mistake by the lake. So why don't we just get some final thoughts on round two, and then we'll we'll go away, and then we'll come back. Brian, we'll start with you. Final thoughts. I think he's going to be a good player, not what I wanted. But, you know, Dave Schofield loves Deontay Johnson now. That wasn't the case two years ago. Hey, like you said, this is immediate reaction. We're going to react like fans as well because we invest a lot of time in this, just like all the fans do as well. So I'm good with Pat Fryermuth now. He's here. Welcome to town, buddy. Catch a lot of passes. Be that baby Gronk. Dave Schofield, final thoughts. Well, he definitely goes in, you know, into the number two spot on the depth chart. But I looked up a, a breakdown here on, in an article about him on, on CBS Sports. And they their NFL comparison said, although he's called Baby Gronk, they wouldn't go that far. But they would say maybe an early career Jason Witten. Um which is something that I would take as a, as a Steelers fan. Some thing. of their strengths um, did say that blocking was his strength um, and a good catch radius. He's difficult to tackle, and he has creativity as a route runner. Okay, But the concerns were straight line speed, um, missing a large portion of 20. And he only played, played four games in 2020 um, before opting out because of injury. And – not as physical as a receiver on contested catches. And the biggest one that brothers that I didn't like is said some concentration issues as a receiver led to a high number of dropped passes. Yay. So that's not something that the Steelers really wanted in another tight end. Um, although we all, we've all heard, you know, Jeffrey Benedict lay out his case that Ebron's catches last year came really late when he had played more snaps than he ever had before that he was just getting worn down, but hopefully frothy, frothy Muth can, uh, can leave, <laughs> can alleviate that some. So, um, that's absolutely that's not your love. best work. What's that? That's not his best work. Frothy Muth. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's sticking. That's the thing. Tight ends coach. Alfredo Roberts loves this guy. Earl the two of them hit it off at, at the pro day so well and sometimes that extra connection is just like you know what not only is this a good player we think we we think in the in the right setting we could even make him a great player so love the potential of what the Steelers can do with another tight end which they need we'll we'll worry about what they didn't draft when we see if they finally ever drafted all right Michael Beck final thoughts um to uh kind of undercut Dave a little bit here. I'm sorry, but ESPN okay. stats and info. Uh, okay. Pat Fryermuth caught 95.5% of casual targets inside the numbers, which was third mm-hmm. amongst all FBS tight ends. So uh, inside I'm the numbers. I'm just reading what passes. they had on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that makes me feel much better. Thank you. Um, but to get to my final thoughts, uh, I, this guy catches a couple touchdown passes. Everyone's going to forget that Creed Humphrey was there. And really – once he makes a couple plays, once the muse start peer, like just pouring out of uh, the Heinz Field uh, stadium seats, I'm sure I'm sure this is a guy that Steelers fans could fall in love with. Huge tight end, 
all-around game that I, I'm quite excited for. I think he just adds to a very diverse group of offensive skill players. I, I think I think this is a very exciting group of uh, of guys catching passes from Big Ben, and this offense under Matt Canada is starting to take a little bit of shape. We just need offense line. It could be fun. Oh, so, what happened, Dave? What's wrong, um, Dave? No, the, the Texans finally get to make their first pick of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Davis Mills, quarterback, Stanford. Oh. <laughs> so because so, they don't know the future of Deshaun <laughs> Watson, right, who yeah. is by far their best player. So because they don't know that, what do they have to do with their first draft pick? Worry about if they don't even have their best player. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's get Snowman's <laughs> super chat up here. He uses five bucks. He said, can we get Pouncey to unretire a call and see what Benny Cunningham is doing? Um, Snowman, I'm sure that there would – I'm sure there's a few players that might be saying – uh, can we call it Pouncy and see, uh, you know, hey, you want to come back? You want to kind of pull a Tyson Alulu and come back to the Steelers? I don't know if he would, doubt it, but still, you never know. I'll tell you what, um, well, and Kevin Johnson just gave us four ninety nine with nothing. So if you have a question, uh, get it on there quickly. I'm going to say this. I hope I eat crow. I hope I eat crow. I hope that Pat Fryermuth goes and just tears it up. I hope that the two tight ends they have, Ebron and Fryermuth, are just lighten the world ablaze that would be great right now i'm just not that enthusiastic about it so that's it that is what it is that is what it is so with that being said we are going to call it a show here uh we'll be back after the third round pick to wrap up not just round three but also the day that was in day two of the 2021 nfl draft make sure you check out behind the steel curtain.com for the latest and greatest about the pittsburgh steelers your one-stop shop for all things black and gold. And wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you after the third round. Take it easy. Good Lord, just work on the O-line, right? Jeez. 